Hello, and welcome to Our World with your hosts, Netboy and Doc. Before I even actually ask Ned how he's doing today, I have to uh, send my heart out to the city of New York. Uh, it had a terrorist attack this weekend, as, this week, as we all know. This scumbag, uh, say fellow, say pov, or however the hell you pronounce it. I wish him a long life and much suffering for the damage that he brought to people's life and the way that he affected others daily, you know, they're going about their normal daily business. Net, you were there, so how was the feeling uh, as this was unfolding? I actually missed most of it. I didn't even find out because I live in Harlem, so by the time I got home, we just going to take the kid trick-or-treating until I saw it on the news, and I was just like, damn, that's crazy. It's, I said soon they, they're going to start putting up those barricades where cars can't even access the sidewalks anymore. Yeah, I have a sister-in-law who works maybe two blocks away from where this unfolded. Uh, you know, for the people that have been long-time, uh, like, World Trade Center area people, this is this is the third time that they've had an incident like this. We had the first bombing of the World Trade Center building one. We had 9-11, and now we have this. This is all in one location, basically. Yes. You know, if, if anybody ever I mean, knows the Chamber Street area of Manhattan, it's very small down there, you know, between Chambers and Canal and well, they said that Water Street. His plan was to keep on going down all the way down to the Brooklyn Bridge, but uh, luckily he, he hit that school bus. Yes, you know, and I mean, uh, this guy unrepenting, just let you know, pure evil, unrepenting. Know that I mean, here's the here's here's the thing for me with terrorists. I looked up the history of terrorism in America. And it goes back, we have to say, it goes back to the 1600s, 1700s of all kinds of terrorists from uh, settlers killing Indians. One thing they all have in common, and they all are acts of cowardice, because there's never a fair opportunity between the perpetrator and the victims to fight back. I mean, and that's that's the that's the height of cowardism. Yeah. I have a loaded weapon. You have your Walkman and your DVD player. Who's gonna win every time? Yeah. You know, they, so they don't want to go to war. They just want to as exact as much damage as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? I don't how convoluted and sick your mind has to be that there's some kind of reward by any kind of God for inflicting damage on people who have personally never done anything to you. Yeah, actually, uh, tonight on 2020, they're going to have uh, about how these, especially these young kids, get influenced by ISIS. They had a guy on Good Morning America this morning who basically had to call the cops on his own son. And he was a he was a he he was a vet and his son was rather radicalized over the internet. Yeah, but you know what? We talked about this the last show. 
Silence is compliance. You you complicit once you're silent. And 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 this is gonna actually play out a lot today because not only with people who see that you might have a loved one flipping out, uh who said that they want to do damage, major damage to innocent people, say at a Walmart, a Las Vegas. It doesn't have to be some ISIS thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I'm feeling crazy. I want to go up the block and shoot everybody. I mean, because silence, let's look at silence and Hollywood. We're coming to find out, okay, so we know about Kevin Spacey. And the one young guy comes out. Yeah. Well, come to find out, he's running some uh, actor studio for 11 years, and he's been doing this shit, and everybody at the studio knew it for years. Has not said a word. Now they speak up. After yeah, everyone he's wants to jump on, yeah, everyone wants to jump on the bandwagon once, once it's out there, but no one wants to be the first. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it, to me, it's insane. Because they're also so, yeah. thinking about themselves. They're like, uh, if I say something, Kevin Spacey's so big, I'm, I, I, I might lose my career. And and you know what? Initially, I was so upset with Netflix. Netflix, okay, we are going to end this House of Cards after this season. No. In House of Now they stopped production completely. Because I guess they must have got some flack. Because the bottom line is, this dude is a serial now. We come to find out, two days past, when he was 24, there's some 14-year-old boy that he did sleep with. Yeah. And then, I mean, so the floodgates completely open in Hollywood this week. You got Jeremy. Oh, no, no. I think with the House of Cards, because they also have people from the crew that came out with accusations there as well. Right. So it, because it affected the family, now they decide it's time to act because or what they want to do is they said they was going to reboot it. You know how if you watch Criminal Minds, oh, yeah, one, of the yeah. major, one of the major characters is Hotch. Yeah. Hotch just off camera, they explain what happened. Maybe whoever his character is had a heart attack now. I'm talking about Spacey. Yeah, you can yeah. give him an aneurysm. I don't know what kind of show it is. He could have been assassinated, anything. There's a lot of things that you could do to get rid of him because I don't want the other actors who were innocent, the other writers, the producers, any of them to suffer. Yep. But like I said, so Hollywood, uh, the whole week, one after another, I, come, I didn't know this because I never watched the 70s show, this fucking Danny Matheson, who also has some brother who's an actor. You used to watch the 70s show? No. Well, he's been accused of four rapes, but mm-hmm. another one not arrested. Accused, it's in the courts, but there's a delay. You got uh, Weinstein running around. Then somebody accuses, um, damn, one of my favorite actors. What is, what is this little bastard's name? It's, it's my, he's slipping me right now. Another major act in Hollywood, uh, Jeremy Piven. 
So, you know, all these guys, um, and, and I'm sure it's going to be some women too, they must be all going, man, when is the, the ball going to drop on us because people are deciding, like Corey Feldman, to talk. Oh, yeah. You know. Corey Feldman. Rose, get, but this is, they said this a while ago. They was like, Feldman tried to talk about it, uh, pedophiles in Hollywood years ago, but nobody listened. Courtney Love mentioned uh, Harvey Weinstein years ago. No one listened. It always take, say, like an A-list or artist, but you can't look like a Courtney Love or a Corey Feldman. No one's going to believe you. you got to be like a Gwyneth Paltrow or somebody. Oh, you, I'm going to tell you what also hurt Corey Feldman. I hate to say this. The fact that he so vehemently backed Michael Jackson when everybody else in the world believed that Michael was a pedophile. Mm-hmm. That he would say that Michael wasn't. I mean, to his dying breath, not Michael Jackson. And this is so, also about helping that he's also speaking for the other Corey that passed when the other Corey's mom was like, this kid is lying. Right. You know, it's a, it's, it's, it's a hard, um, it's, a, uh, it's, a, it's a difficult deal. I mean, and it didn't, when you have a little bit of power, and this is what scares people. Rose McGowan's been like the most outspoken. Yeah. They put a warrant out for her arrest over some bogus ass bullshit bull or drug charge all the way from February. Yeah. It's now November. See, this is this is when you have power mm. and it can be petty. Yeah. Money. Yeah, yeah. So you know, the the good thing about it is Rose is strong enough where she's like, you know what, I know what you're doing. I'm going to out you for doing what you're doing to me because it's unnecessary. So, so, so what? Who, who doesn't? Who hasn't drove around with two or three ounces of weed? You know yeah. what I mean? If that's your thing, it's 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 not a big deal. There's no need. Matter of fact, she's like that city. I never have to go back to that city again as long as I live. It's bullshit city as far as I'm concerned. Yep. You know, if you can. Yeah, it's not like it's Hollywood. You know, so, you know, the, the, it, it, it's really funky. I mean, we, we, we had quite a week. Fucking Tyrese is, uh, he's continuing his meltdown. Uh, I I liked when Tyrese said the other day, he said, if The Rock is on the next Fast and the Furious, I'm out. I'm pretty sure the studios is like, bye, bitch. No one, no one goes to the movie to see a Tyrese movie. Listen. Tyrese is not out at all. What is this character? Some clown called Roman or something? Yeah, Roman. Okay, listen. Tyrese just says he lives paycheck to paycheck or for Fast and Furious money. He is not leaving. He will actually publicly really melt down if they decide that Roman doesn't need to come back for the next one. Trust me. He is begging Please let Roman return. And like I said, I don't even think he was in all of them. So it's not like you, they can't replace you. There's and, been a couple they, of actors that they've replaced from Fast and the Furious. The killer to me is, listen, I do seven. If I do five Hollywood movies in a franchise, that six, that contract for the sixth one is my FU set me up for the rest of my life money. Yeah. Matter of fact, Fast and Furious makes so much money, I wouldn't even take salary 
I would take points. Yeah, back in, yep. This way, I mean, what the fuck is... I've seen Tyree's house several times. It ain't that fancy. What was he working for? Uh, 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 burgers, fries, <laughs> and a car? I mean, damn, how much money do you need to go through to keep up with the Joneses that if you're in a franchise, say there's eight movies. Just for argument's sake, he didn't come into to movie three. That still meant he made five of them. You should be able to survive. I'm sure Fast and the Furious is paying those actors and actresses. No, yeah, definitely. But I'm pretty sure it was just the last two or yeah, two, I think. Because they, they didn't really start getting big until like the past two or three years. Okay. Well, these last two have been like blockbuster yeah, movies. Blockbusters, yep. I mean, matter of fact, Fast and the Furious is two things that I can guarantee myself I'll be pissed off. When a Kevin Hart movie is getting ready to premiere and a Fast and Furious movie is getting ready to premiere. Because that's all you hear day and night. Social media explodes about it. Uh, matter of fact, Fast and the Furious people are very annoying because they're always posting brothers and I love yous and we're a family and all this other bullshit. So Yeah, you're a you family know, until The Rock wants to do another his own movie. Yeah, yeah. So The Rock should stop eating because you got personal problems. You know what? Tyrese is teaching. One thing I will I will say, this has been done many, many times before, and he's not the first, and he will not be the last. Social media is not for your mental breakdowns. That's for your family, your friends, your therapists, your priests. It is not the time to set up the tripod or hold the camera, your phone in front of you, click that button that reverses the picture, and pour your heart out for the world. It really is not. I mean, think about it. We love uh, Stephon Marbury, great basketball player. He's going to be remembered by millions of people for eating Vaseline just as much as he was for any layup he's ever made. <laughs> so why do this to yourself? You know what? You got a child, your fucking daughter. Her fr- Matter of fact, say there's 15 girls at the school that don't like you because of your daddy's Tyrese. They must have that shit on their phone on YouTube on a loop playing it behind her head. <laughs> But you see, you're on there crying about her, but you're out and out publicly embarrassing her. Man, no mental, don't fucking blog your mental breakdown. Don't film it. Don't Facebook, FaceTime it. Don't YouTube it. Leave this shit alone. Every TMI, too much information. Some things we have to keep to ourselves. Now, we got two people, man, before we move on to some more fun stuff, because none of this right now is fun stuff. I, two people I like to really say a big F you to. One is that ex-New Jersey border town police chief, Frank Nucera, who basically was a white supremacist running a police station in New Jersey. Have you heard about him? No, I haven't heard this story. Oh, yeah, he was the, he's the one who was like 
we should be treating all black people like they're ISIS members. They're useless. They're worthless. And if I could line them all up and shoot them, uh, put them on like a firing squad, I'll be the first one to grab the gun. Oh, well, he's he he's no longer there, and they did arrest him for hate crimes because this dude was doing shit like sending dogs, police like police force dogs yep. to games, bas- say basketball game, and a black school was playing against a but uh, majority white school. He had the fucking dogs waiting in front of the bus to intimidate the players. Oh my god! In oh Jersey? no, this guy was. Out. In Jersey, it's a place called Border Township. I never heard of it. I've never been there. Something tells me it's probably about 3% black. Damn, that's insane. Yeah. Oh, and unapologetic, man. No apology. Uh, this is how he feels. This is what it is. Black people are useless. Useless. They should be treated worse than ISIS. You know? Meanwhile, all cops are great. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, but people knew that he was, think about it, 20 years on the force. Another one, silence. People knew that he was conducting himself like this because he was using his force to do it, yet no one spoke a word, not a word. This Frank Nucera, name nobody even fucking heard of until it was too late. How many, how many black people came through that town, Hispanic people came through that town, that were abused by him. Set up. Think about it. Hey, man, throw some PCP in the motherfucker's pocket. And did I have four officers testify that he had it? Who is the jury going to believe? Especially yeah. if the kid had a pass. Now, I always think when it's like that, they got to go back and look at his case files and see what type of people he put away and if they, if those cases need to be reopened. Yes, but you want to know something? That shit costs money. Matter of fact, what you call them is dealing with that right now, which I think is a great topic, um, how to get away with murder. That's kind of their storyline. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, a DA who couldn't really do their job due to budget cuts or whatever, and now we got to reopen all these in a class action suit. So I'm sure this town is going to get hit. Then you got this girl from the University of Hartford, 18-year-old Brianna Bruca, who's fucking putting her roommate's toothpaste, toothbrush in her ass. Yeah. You know, smearing, like, rotten fish inside a hair gel, licking her fucking fork, spoons, and knives, just because she doesn't like the black girl. Now, this girl will grow up, if she was a police commissioner, would imagine what she would be doing. She doing? Exactly. That's your fucking roommate. First of all, you're in college doing that to your roommate. So imagine what you did before you went to college. Yeah, and she's 18 and she's just evil. She's just wicked at 18. Now, the roommate, uh, she must be, she must have been raised in some kind of special way that a major ass-kicking didn't ensue. Uh, you know, well, I give the University of Hartford credit. It took them a minute, but now she's barred from the school. And she's been arrested because, you know what, this is basically an attempt murder. Yeah, you, put you can't feces, be basically. putting feces in somebody's mouth. Yeah. 
I know, I know that girl gotta be like, what the fuck? You was putting my your my toothbrush in your ass? Yeah, oh yeah, and then she was also doing stuff with her tampons. Like wiping her used tampons like inside the other girl's purse. Oh, that's fucking disgusting. I mean she was doing all kinds of stuff. Stuff to her food, stuff to her hair, to her body lotions. Like uh, it's insane. Insane. Yeah, that's insane. I don't know what the fuck it something's in the water now, all this crazy shit going on. Yeah, we 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 in a total insane world, man. You know, this week quietly, the federal a federal judge blocked Trump's transgender ban, and that wasn't like big news. I was shocked that that wasn't big news. Yeah, I think they got enough things going on now. But this is another loss for Trump. Yeah, I feel like he all he has been getting is losses. He take more L's than the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> and they take losses. Now, <laughs> think about this. This fucking Rick Gates, right, and Manafort, they come down with a 12-count indictment against them. Yeah. They're both put a house arrest. Trump, Huckabee Sanders, and anybody else that they can speak to claim that Gates and Manafort Trump barely even knew who they were. There's only five million pictures with Trump, Gates, and Manafort online. Yep. But I'm that's the about- thing for everything. Everything, anything that's a, somebody that's associated with Trump falls on the sword. He always says, "I didn't really have any dealings with him." Yeah, he had the nerve. That, you know, Sarah. Huckabee comes out and literally says he had nothing to do with the president or the activities of the campaign. Now, come to find out, I was looking at a picture, right? Say it's a conference room. Say you're in a, a law office, a conference room. Yeah. Eight, eight-seater. Sitting three seats away from Trump is Gates. Yes, he didn't know him. No, no. You, usually when you sit at a table and it's like eight of y'all, you, most, for the most part, know everybody at the table, especially if, I, if you've seen, think about it, there's pictures of him, the daughter, and Trump. Okay, so on 40 occasions, you met the man, but you don't know the man. Yeah. That's almost virtually impossible. He probably was the best man at his wedding, too. Yeah, you know, he kill, they kill me. It's like they tell you, don't believe your lying eyes. Don't believe your lying eyes. But yet everything else is false. And did you ever notice when shit like this happens, when they have like indictments or something big comes out, Trump always is out of the – then he goes out of the country. Because yeah. right now he's out of the country again. Heading on you know? to China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that should be fantastic. That should be fantastic. Let me uh, get away from Twitter for five minutes even though some knucklehead at Twitter lost themselves a good job probably by kicking them off yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know that person is going to be fired. Yeah, uh, uh, Twitter, Twitter said that person was already – he was on his last – He was. it was his last day anyway. Okay, so this was just let me do some shit right before I walk out the door. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe the new company that was going to hire him fires him too, you know. 
You, you, there, there's certain things that you can and you should not do. Yeah, we do. both know this is not one of those I should be doing type deals. Yeah, but someone mentioned the other day, like Twitter's been blocking or shutting down people's accounts who's been bullying people. Trump has n- been bullying people on social media, from Rosie O'Donnell to Elizabeth Warren. To the NFL. Yeah, so why his account never gets suspended? You know what? Twitter has blown. Okay, we come to find out Facebook screwed up too. So social media has not done its due diligence with Trump at all, no. Nope. You know. So the World Series went seven games, man. Yeah. And the Houston Astros are the World Series champs. Yep, the guy that predicted it. Four or five years ago, he should he should play the lotto. Yeah, but I mean, you know, that was that was pretty damn amazing. I mean, just two or three years ago, the Astros lost a hundred and two games. Worst team in the league. Yes, and that was back to back. But to me, the most amazing thing about the World Series because I didn't really watch it. I didn't care after my Yankees lost. I kept up with it. The most amazing thing was there was some Vegas gambler. Now, I don't know if this is urban legend or not because there's no name attached to it, but he supposedly went six for six, picking the very six, the first six games, betting them all correctly, and his pot went all the way up to $14 million. Damn. Now, game seven, he said, fuck it, I'll walk away. But he bet what it was was it was let it ride. He bet the first game, let it ride. He kept letting it ride, letting it ride, and letting it ride. And by the time he let it ride to game six, it had reached a total of $14 million. Yeah. And yeah, so, you I know what? I would have pulled out, too. Well, you know what? The average person would have pulled out at eight because he had to bet eight in game five to get to 14 for game yeah. six. Yeah, but I, bet- I was definitely pulled out. Someone just asked, he's like, what's your number? I was like, just give me a million, and I'll figure it out from there. Yeah, you, you know what? I think so. Yeah, I'm not greedy. But- I can flip a million. I'm not uh, I'm not greedy. I don't need 50 million. Yeah, yeah, you know what? There is a certain amount of money that you can make work for you. Yeah. It all has to do with the lifestyle that you lead. Yep. Now, you can't be you know- like one of them – People that sign a football contract go buy this big ass house and they get cut and then you're like, oh shit, how I'm gonna pay for this? Me personally, and I always thought about it. First thing is when you get a bankroll of money, you don't buy a house big enough that you need a mortgage. You buy a house that you could outright buy. Buy, yep. See, that's that's first things first. Outright own. You never have to worry about a home. Yep. You own the home. There's no mortgage. Okay, there's taxes. There's insurance, but there's no mortgage. Because what happens is these young guys, they get these $22 million checks, and they get a $4.5 million home, which is too much home for their net worth. You you know what? You go – first thing first is move to the right city. Do you know? Do you know a four point five million dollar home in North Carolina is uh, looks like a fucking uh, resort village. Oh, the so White House. you wouldn't need. Yeah, you <laughs> wouldn't need that. Yeah. 
I guarantee you, five to six hundred thousand dollars in the right neighborhood, you're in a gated community, and your home is lovely. I'm talking about 2017, everything in it 2017. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, now, that was when you, awesome. When you got MJ's money, that's long money. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, you ain't got to worry. No, no, no. See, you can MJ, just leave your money in a bank account and let it make money. Yeah. Matter of fact, Michael Jordan is making more on interest per month than most people make per year. Yep. Five years, ten years. So, and on top of it, he's a uh, he's an owner, and Nike is sending those uh, Jumpman checks. They must be outlandish. Yeah, he don't even need to spend whatever he makes from the Charlotte Hornets. No, that's gravy money. That's that and joke if money. If you were to sell a Charlotte Hornets, you'll probably get an insane amount of money like the guy that uh, got rid of the Clippers. Yes, because you know what? It's not even, and, and it's one of those franchises that were brought for less than a billion. Yep. Less yeah. than a billion brought. You know? Probably get a billion for it. Yeah. Now, let's talk some wacky, wacky, wacky shit called the NBA. My Spurs are on a four game. They can't seem to beat anybody, nor can the Cavs beat anybody right now. Yeah, I know. It's, look, it's not it, well. It's, luckily, it's the beginning of the season. Well, with the with the Spurs, they just need Kawhi back. With the yeah, Cavs, well, that's true. I don't know what the hell is going on with them. Dwayne Wade, like on his last leg. And you know what, man? Jr. still ain't balling. Nope. But he did have time this week to call Stephen A. Smith and Uncle Tom. I don't see and a he, lot of people went at Stephen A. Smith for that, that that hoodie comment. I think he was the only one that didn't like the hoodies. Me, personally, I don't really like the hoodie because I, I, it just don't look like shit. But uh, the comment that he made that it's going to remind white people of Trayvon Martin was asinine. Yeah. So a black man can no longer wear a hood in America because the first thing we have to think about is that white people are going to think that we're trying to remind them of Trayvon Martin. That's yeah. foolish. He tried to walk it back the next day. I guess when no one had his, no one agreed with his opinion, basically. He tried to walk it back. And I listened to him. I listened to him do his first take. Then he tried to just turn it into, you know, JR, you playing like shit. Yeah, you, yeah, he tried to change it from hoodies to JR numbers. Listen, I watched first take. Yeah. And Stephen A, I tried to like Stephen A. But Stephen A will make an argument Monday didn't make the counter-argument to his own argument by Thursday and act like you didn't hear him say what he said Monday. Yeah, but he always tells Max that Max does that. He always says Max does that every time Max speaks. But you want to know something? I'm going to give him a little bit of credit. Max does what I call point-counterpoint. He argues against himself so that he is right from both angles. <laughs> Max should have been a lawyer. Max Max is in the wrong profession. Max I think Stephen likes to a, talk. I would like to see a debate between Stephen A and Shannon Sharp. No. 
It can't happen because they come from two different places. Uh, Shannon Sharp comes from that gut. It's something guttural about uh, Shannon Sharp. Like, you can feel the blood, sweat, and tears in his words. And add Barkley to that, too, and put it on pay-per-view. Stephen A. Smith wants to make everybody comfortable. Yeah. Because, yeah. He, he, first of all, he starts off everything with this. Nets, you know, I, I, I respect you. Yeah. And you're my <laughs> man. And I love, you know, I met you. I met your daughter. And uh, I met your woman. And, and I shook hands with your brother one time. And, and and you come from a good family, and I know you're educated. So he fucking gives you like 9,000 checkups before he tries to knock you down one little peg. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Sometimes I, I literally sit at home, and I watch the show, and I go, I must be a lunatic for watching these people because he is pissing me off again. I'm literally talking to my television. Yeah, he has me true. talking to my TV. <laughs> that's true. Well, let's so, talk about these those first takes. That, uh, I forgot the name of Shannon Sharp show. What's the point of having a female moderator? Uh, you know what? I don't watch Undisputed. Does she talk? I think she talks more than the or Undisputed. I think she talks more than the one on First Take. But okay. I see a point. Her name they, is Mo- Mo- Molly Kerm. Yeah, I don't see a point of having them because what they say a, a, a sentence. Listen, me and my wife laugh all the time, and I'm glad you asked that question because it's a funny question. I'm going to do the best that I can. Every once in a while, this is Molly. Ah, that's all you hear. You're like, what did you fucking hear us do? And you'd ah, be like, Molly's trying to say something, but the, you know what I think Molly is there? She's not even a moderator. She's there for the producers to talk in her ear and tell her, Molly, get these guys a commercial. I think that's it. Man, and to, be a, and to be a face that guys can look at. What's the point then? Take, all right, let her speak and move out Will Kane. Uh, you know what? Will Kane is there directly, directly to piss you off. Yeah, he's that. I was like. I don't – everything he says is counterproductive to me. Yes, and he – you know, one thing, just having this conversation, and I'm not even lying. I think I'm having this conversation less than 45 minutes ago. What I don't understand is I watch a lot of sports shows. Sometimes I watch TNT, you know, those guys. I watch the NFL pregame shows, ESPNs, just like everybody else. Yeah. And all these shows do not necessarily need every point – argued pro and con. Sometimes the the people on the set could actually agree on first take. Somebody has to take the pro side and somebody has to take the con side no matter how asinine it is. Like say the guy who did the who mowed the people down in the Home Depot truck. If it was a political show one of them would have to take the side of why renting the truck and doing this was a good idea. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's how asinine some of these arguments are. Yep. Oh, I, I agree with you, but 
If you agree with me, that's the end of it. Yeah, that's the end of the conversation. If you started with I agree with you, that's it. Thank you. Yeah. So the NBA, man, this weekend, tonight we got the Cavs and the Wiz. See if the Cavs can come out of it. The Celts are playing OKC. Saturday, we got the Clippers and the Grizz. Sunday, we got the Wizards and the Raptors, OKC, and the Trailblazers. That's like your premier games this weekend. Yeah. And the Wizards, the Wizards get two opportunities this weekend to say, like, we're in the mix. Or if not, I'm already writing them off. I mean, they play the Cavs tonight. Sunday, they play the Raptors. And it's, I, the Wizards, I really thought were going to make noise, especially after Gordon got hurt. Oh, yeah. The Wizards, the Wizards are like the Redskins. They go on a streak, then they disappear for a while. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? John Wall can't keep screaming that I'm one of the elite, and then he doesn't do anything elite. Yeah, remember we had a guy we just talked about. Marbury was like that. Yeah, Marbury but, said he was the best point guard in the NBA. But his team never really – has he ever been to the playoffs? I think every time I've seen him on was like they won like 10 games. No, I th- he might have had he might have had one really good year. I think with uh, – what the hell was that guy who went – Dennis Coleman or something Coleman. Derek Coleman? Who, Derek Coleman, who went to uh, Syracuse, oh, I think they had one decent net year together. Oh, all right, because I was like, he played on. I call him the 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 beginning of Jay Z Kid because he played on every team that Jay Z Kid was on. When Kid came in, took the team to the playoffs after a year of winning like ten games. So, hmm. Like, how can you say you the best point guard in the league and you don't win anything? But what what I will say about the NBA is. It's early. Yeah, yeah, super early. It's, it, it is super-duper early. It's so much basketball to be played. We still haven't gotten to trade season. Some people still figuring out what's going on. It seems like a lot of these guys are still playing the weed out of their system for the summer. Yeah. And it, it's because they haven't gotten serious. So, But you can't – the East, you could afford to lose. The West, you can't really afford to lose the games because you can't – you might not make the playoffs – for a half a game, half a game behind. But you, here's the funny thing. OKC, Houston, San Antonio all have more losses than you would think that they would have right now. Yeah, all of yeah. them. All of them. I mean, Houston lost, let me see, if I'm not mistaken, not only did Spurs lose this week, Clippers lost this week, the Rockets lost to the 76ers this week. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, you got teams like the 76ers, the Knicks, and the Nets getting victories against teams that you're going, what? Yeah. Um, I would say that if these teams keep losing, it may actually help the NBA because maybe the model of three superstars on the team won't work because obviously some of these teams aren't gelling, right? No, they're not gelling at all. It seems like, you know what, NBA right now is proven, unlike football, they really need the preseason. They're proven that we need the preseason to run the But the hard, the thing that's killing me is, you, you probably like me, maybe you are, 
You've probably seen a billion videos of these guys bawling like a mother effer all winter long. Yeah. I mean, all summer long. Like, I've seen so many videos of this player, that player, with all his buddies playing ball in, let me see, April in some fucking gym going hard. They look like they were going harder then than they're going right now. No, yeah. Yeah. That's why I think somebody, especially with the Spurs, like a Paul Gasol, should not be playing for his summer basketball with his home country. No, you know what? I said that about five years ago when Ginobili had finally hit that wall, and I was like, Ginobili, no more playing for Spain. Tony Parker, too. They they reached a point where they were just too old to be playing international ball home and then trying to – Let's not think about it. We're not talking about like a team like the Knicks where you only got 82. If you were on the Spurs or the Cavs or, or Golden State, you got that extra 20 in the postseason. Yep. So now you're really playing 100 games. So, no, no, no. I, you know what? Let the guys from shit teams who are going nowhere. Because, see, the Greek freak can do it now. But when the Greek freak is 33, I don't think you want him doing it. Yeah, especially if Milwaukee's a... You're putting all that wear and tear on your body. Mm-hmm. You play a international game. Basketball. International game is a different game. It's a little bit more physical. NBA is like the least physical you can get right now. Yeah. You do something physical, your ass. Well, you sent me something that was really good, man, and it really, really made me angry. Who's that? The Packers were actually trying to do backdoor to get Brian Hoyer. Oh, yeah. After, after saying that they were going to go with their backup quarterbacks. And Colin Kaepernick is still out there. Yep. Yep. After I mean, they coach got up at that podium and said, oh, no, we content with our backup quarterback. We don't need no more. Kaepernick. And then you try to steal Hoyer off the waivers. Listen, more than that. He dressed down the media. Yeah. Like, how dare y'all? We trust our process. He's been here three years. We got coaches, blah, blah, blah. You know what? This is it, The NFL is so fucked up when it comes to Colin Kaepernick that they are actually pulling guys back into the league who were out of oh, the league and signing them. I actually think that may help Colin's case, though. I think you they're shooting themselves in the foot. It'll help his case, but it doesn't help Colin play football. Yeah, it doesn't help and him I play football. I don't think, I don't think it was about the. If it was, I think if it was a hundred percent about the money, one Colin wouldn't have given given any away. Oh yeah, he would. He, he would have. He would have stayed with San Francisco if it was about the exactly. money. Exactly. So I think it's per, this is right now we've reached a point where this is principle, and you know I don't. I don't. I'm not a huge believer in like funky karma and stuff like that. But it's like the NFL this year is playing for the sins of doing wrong. Yeah. Because the NFL just lost another premier player this week. Deshaun Watson goes down ACL. Yeah, in practice. That's that's fucked up. I mean, look at that. Right now, the NFL has a who's who list of guys who cannot play football. J.J. Watts, Aaron Rodgers. Edelman, Odell uh, Beckham. The Colts quarterback, who Andrew Luck. I don't know where he's been. Andrew at. Luck. 
Darvin Cook from Minnesota. Yeah. It's a laundry list of top. Matter of fact, some of these guys are faces. J.J. Watts, Odell Beckham, and Aaron Rodgers are faces of the league. Yep. These are the dudes that you see in commercials. You know, matter of fact, you can't. I see Odell Beckham in like 500 commercials. It seems like. You know. Uh, yeah. So. You, so, yeah, man, I don't know. I, I just don't know. It's a, it, this is a wacky, this has been a wacky by far year of NFL. I, I actually like the play. I think that the play has been pretty good. But it's a lot of parity, just like basketball right now. You got a lot of teams that are 4 and 3, 3 and 4. So it's like nobody's done. There's nobody's like. Other than the Eagles, nobody's like pushed themselves like in the stratosphere. There's one good thing about the NFL: in three more seasons. Well, they they CBA ends in 2020, so I would say by they're probably gonna have to start negotiate negotiations within the next year and a half. The NFL Players Association need to grow some balls and figure some something out. Because even with this whole Ezekiel case, like God damn, he's one week he's off. I mean, one day he's not playing. Next day he's uh, he could play. Then he's off again. I'm like, they got to figure okay, something yes. out. Yes, and that that is the breaking news. Ezekiel Elliott uh, got the reprieve. He will be playing football this Sunday for the Dallas Cowboys. Not that the case is over because by Tuesday he could be back in suspension. Yeah. But Friday <laughs> like this morning, go the whole season. Friday morning, he can now play against the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend. And me being a Cowboy fan, I would like this saga to end. This is a bad soap opera. I hate soap operas. Yeah, I'm like, all right, dude, all right. Why can't, all right, yeah, I went to arbitration. Come to fucking compromise. Six games, all right. How about you do three then? And you know what? Goodell is never, ever going to He's never going to accept that. But he it's can't six. be the he can't be the judge, the jury, and the executioner. They, they, but you know what? The dumbass players signed off on that. Yeah, and that makes no sense, man. Someone did say a good point. They was like the players signed off on it because they never thought it was going to happen to the top guys. They thought it it'll be for like the Pac Man Jones of the of the of that era that was always causing trouble. But as soon as yeah, Tom Brady a, got with the um, with the inflating the balls thing, they never thought the it would happen game. to that. Yeah, so they never thought it would happen to the elite stars that weren't troublemakers. Hmm. And my one of my favorites for two minutes was reinstated. Josh Gordon. Oh yeah. He's reinstated, but reinstated to go back to Cleveland. And if anything makes you get high, is being a Cleveland Brown. So I hope he got his shit together. I hope he has a core group of people to help him out. I, I wish him the best. No, he was actually banned from the league. Yeah, I know he was banned, but I thought he said he was going to hang it up because he had a problem. He's 26 years old. He ain't hanging up shit when there's millions of dollars to be made. And obviously, obviously it's been since 2014 since he played. So maybe by now he's got... You know, he's got that uh, network behind him 
that could steer him in the right path for the rest of his life. I, I, that's what I do. I wish him the best. He's 26, man. Yeah, you can't go. He's I mean, weed, you just can't give up weed. like. But it was more than weed. Come to find out, because, you know, he really came clean. I will say that. Oh, okay. He, it was painkillers, cocaine from time to time, all kinds of shit. And this is the problems oh, that go damn. back to college. He, he, he's like an 80s wrestler. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm. man, yes. Uh, a, a little bit of everything. So I'm personally wishing him the best. I'm still trying to wrap my head around how the hell the Philadelphia Eagles got Jay Ajayi oh, from yeah. Uh, Miami. <laughs> yeah, Miami is giving away players. Miami yeah. giving away players. The rich got richer. It didn't uh, make sense. The rich got richer. Yeah, I don't understand. First off, you trade your running back, right? But at the beginning of the season, when your quarterback went down, you thought you was in competition because you wouldn't have went into the booth to get Jay Cutler. So why would you trade your your starting running back to the Eagles if you thought if you if you had your regular was it Tannehill? Yeah. If you thought Tannehill could take you to the next level with Jay, why not just wait the next year? Why give away Jay for a pick? Yeah, you know what? That's part of the that's part of the issue. People are trying to figure out. Today. Let's not forget this is the Miami Dolphins. Jay Jai's not doing as well as he did last year. Yeah. But Miami Dolphins offensive line coach is also the same dude on camera snorting white powder, shouting yeah. out some black hooker. So he probably wasn't focused on his job, so I'm sure the <laughs> offensive line is not gonna do as good. Yeah. So you're not gonna run as well. So it's you know what? I don't I maybe they 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 cut off their nose to spite their face with Ajayi saying they blaming Ajayi for not being as good when it's the offensive line and then you gotta really go back down the line and say well you know what maybe if coach wasn't getting high and fucking all the time and he was handling his business the line will be better Tannehill might have survived <laughs> and Ajayi might be running yeah. now before then, we I get out oh no go ahead. No, no, no. What you going to say? I was going to say, then it also sucks for Ajayi, too, because you went from a starting running back, now you the backup. Yeah, but you know what? I think he's going to get the ball a lot. I don't know how much, actually, Philly feeds uh, LeGarrette Blunt because yeah. he's a biggin'. And and I, I, don't know if, I don't know if he's one of those guys they give the ball to 20 times a game. No, okay. Because I know when he was in New England, he basically just got the ball at the goal line. All right. Because that's what you want Blunt to do. He's huge. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, before we get out of here, we must talk UFC 217. And that's the big, it's at Madison Square Garden, the mecca of sports, New York City. Bixman versus St. Pierre. Who's your guy? Uh, I haven't seen, well, no one's seen St. Pierre, what, three, four years? Mm-hmm. So, I got to go with the guy that's been in the ring the longest. Can't go with the yeah. hype. Me, personally, earliest week you asked me this question. I dislike Dixon, but I respect him. There's two things have nothing to do with each other. Mm-hmm. I respect Dixon. but I dislike Dixon the guy. Some You know, that arrogant English shit, I don't dig. 
But I seen George Paint St. Pierre. He's been making the rounds doing the interviews. We know that St. Pierre is built like a brick shit house. Yeah. He just looks too damn little. <laughs> my my wife likes to say it's not the size of the dog in the fight, but the fight in the dog. See, the last time we seen George St. Pierre, I didn't see a lot of fight in the dog. No. And he's small. He he don't look he doesn't it doesn't look like he's in the same weight class. And, well, and you I say small, you're the, talking <laughs> about body body muscle or are you talking about height? No, I'm talking about width, height. He just you know like okay, you got LeBron James, right? Yeah. LeBron looks like fucking LeBron. Even though Kevin Durant is a taller man, LeBron is so much a bigger man. Oh yeah, yeah. So you're talking like the he got like the Kevin Garnett syndrome. Yeah, he is so he it looks like George St. Pierre looks like his little brother. Yeah. I mean his little brother's cut up, muscular as hell. You know, he's gonna come out there with those short shorts and he's gonna have big ass thighs and rock arms and huge chest. But Bixman is not even gonna be built but just going to be bigger, wider, longer. And the three years does not help. Yeah. So if, if, if I'm saying, I'm thinking about the fight. If I had to put a money on it, my hard earned money, my money is going on big spin. My heart is saying, I would love Pierre, St. Pierre to knock him off his perch, but I got to go with my, my heart on this one. Now, the fight to me that I think is the fight of the fights is Cody Gobbert versus TJ Dillashaw. These two guys can't stand each other. <laughs> did, they, wait, did, did they do a stare down? Uh, listen, this stare down is probably it's going to be tonight and it's going to be nasty. These are two dudes who actually even did the ultimate fighter. Oh, okay. As coaches, and Cody actually reached out on one show and choked TJ. Oh damn! They used to train together with Uriah Faber, so and and he blames him for breaking up the team. Cody blames TJ for breaking up the team, and there's a lot of hate. Oh, Cody, man. one thing I'm going to say, Nat, I always get on UFC fighters about not being good boxers. Cody. Is legitimate boxer. Boxer, okay. Legit. I mean, legit. From his shoulder movement, his rolls, his hands, his jabs. I think he's going to catch TJ. This is somebody's getting knocked out, and there's going to be blood. This is the fight I'm looking forward to the most. So um, I, I'm actually going with Cody. Yeah, I don't have it's a caught. pick for that one because I don't. Re- I don't remember seeing. I can't really judge by their last. Uh, their last fight. I'm not really familiar with the uh, two fighters. Oh, okay. Well, then we have Joanna, Joanna, Djajac versus Rose Namunus. Yeah. Personally, I love Rose. I love Rose because something about Rose just makes me want to hug her as a human being. <laughs> you see, I, you know what it is? She's so vulnerable. She's like a, a sweet little girl. I just want to hug her. And she's a thug, so she kicks ass. Yeah. 
But nobody do I respect in fighting other than uh, John Jones, who's no longer in the picture, more than Joanna Jajacek. Now, she's another one who throws down. Yeah, and I mean, her technique, her boxing technique, I said this the last time she fought, that anybody who's a fan of boxing should have seen her last fight, how she broke this woman down, head, body, body, head, head, head. It was like watching a master. And yeah. every time this woman fights, she's so fucking masterful. So I got to pick Joanna. However, I think Joanna did something at the way in that. Might want to set Rose off a bit when she put her hand oh. in Rose's face, like a little, like a little slick, or like a slight mush, but with her fist. And, uh, and Rose just stood there, like she didn't change her facial expression or nothing. Well, Doug is Doug, but you know one thing, you you just brought it to refresh my memory, and I thank you for it. Joanna did something more dirty, as far as I'm concerned. Rose suffers from anxiety. Oh. So she's one of those people that have that those you know you know those uh, pets they like common dogs. Yeah, yeah. So she been going on the interviews, and these are two women that didn't say a lot of bad stuff about each other, but she's been keep saying that Rose is broken. Look at her. See, I don't like playing on somebody's mental illness. Yeah. Like Rose is already a broken individual, and I'm just going to further break her. Yeah, she's, you know, one of those people, anxiety dogs, uh, I guess they call them. Yeah. You, like, you know, you could be on a plane or a train or a bus and somebody could have a full-grown dog yep. because the dog is like a companion to keep him calm. Well, you know, that's how bad it is with roles. But yeah. uh, you know what? I have yet to see a fight with Joanna where it wasn't a throwdown. And Rose throws down. Yeah, so, I mean, this whole card looks superb, so. Yeah. Then Wonderboy Thompson is fighting Jorge uh, Moscoval, who I, I love. And he's another one of those guys, I say it all the time about UFC, that you don't get your, your opportunity for the title. And by the time that you, like, a fight away from getting a title shot, you be shot. Yeah. And I'm hoping that doesn't happen to him. But Wonderboy Thompson is a mother effer. He's got kicks. He's the guy who lost to Tyrone Woodley two times. Oh, wow. But they were both close fights. So, you know, uh, that one's a hard one for me. That, that I, I can't really – I like Moscoval, so I'll pick Moscoval. But if Thompson won, I would not be shocked. And then somebody that I really used to like, he was a champion for a while, Johnny Big Rig Hendricks. He's fighting some Paulo Baracachina. And I don't know anything about Pablo Baracachina. <laughs> but Johnny is strictly a knockout guy. He's a heavy-handed, short. He's short, and he even looks shorter because he has the big mountain man beard, which makes him look even like he's only two foot tall. Yeah. And he's built like a fire hydrant. But he's all punch, overhand left. If he lands an overhand left, Paulo, good night. But Paulo could be some jujitsu ju black belt. I have no this this guy. I have no clue. And then we got, I mean, just to round off, just the main card. Oven Saint Prue is fighting Corey Anderson. 
Corey Anderson, I know him from uh, The Ultimate Fighter. Mm-hmm. Oban St. Prue has the most amazing choke. I've mentioned him before, this fucking choke where he chokes you with your own arm. <laughs> he puts, he makes your chin. I mean, it's the most amazing thing. He makes, he chokes you by putting his chin on your neck. It's, 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 look it up, people. It is amazing. Three times. There's only been five of these chokes in the history of the UFC. He owns three of them. Man. That just lets you know how rare they are. The John Joneses, the um, the uh, George St. Pierre's in the world have never done them. But Owen St. Pugh, a football player from Tennessee, has done three of them. This, this last – he just fought about a month ago when they were in Japan. Yeah, that I remember. I remember we actually discussed it on the show. Yeah, and and – one second, I was like, okay, it looked like he was laying next to the guy, literally laying next to him, like two guys getting ready to spoon. <laughs> and next thing you know, the Japanese dude was snoring. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? What did I just see? It didn't look like he didn't punch him. He wasn't aggressive. He wasn't doing any, like, trying to get on top of him. He just laid next to him, folded his arm up against his own neck, and the next thing you know, this dude was literally laying there snoring. It is amazing. So I say, this is a pay-per-view. You know, if it's from the garden, it's a pay-per-view. This ain't one of those freebies. But this is a watchable, on paper, man, I say this is, this on paper rivals what they had on paper for 200. 200, yeah. I think 200 ended up being a snooze fest, though. 200 wasn't that good. First of all, we lost John Jones in 200. So, you know, there, matter of fact, I think I'm not sure if Amanda Nunes actually fought on 200 or she had to wait to 201. There was there was a bunch of cancellations. Matter of fact, T.J. Dillashaw and Cody Garbrandt was supposed to fight on 200. And look at this. This is 217 before they fight. Yeah. <laughs> 217. So that's a lot of uh, cards in between. You got any closing thoughts or anything on your mind you want to talk about before we get out of here? I just want to say, <clears throat> you got to give a big F you to all those ticketing bots. Get up this morning. I was like, oh, I missed the pre-sale to the 25th anniversary of WWE. So I was like, oh, tickets going to sale 10 o'clock a.m. Not one. I couldn't find one ticket in a good section. Everything was in the section 200. I go on StubHub, hundreds of tickets available like what the fuck? They they we need to figure something out where these ticketing agencies can't go in and buy these tickets like that because why should I have to pay double the damn price for the same event? It just makes no sense to me. Oh, so StubHub is a a, a uh, they bump up the price on you? Uh, yeah, StubHub. Uh, people buy the tickets and then they sell them on StubHub for a higher price. This is why I normally wait to the day of the show and buy the ticket because the tickets that's remaining, people scared that they're not going to sell, so they lower the price back down. I, uh, now, I know I, I'm not very familiar with this in New York. In Philadelphia, tickets there used to be ticket agents like everywhere, like these little kiosks. 
does New York have that? I think they, I like, like, they used to have, like, little Ticketmaster booths in certain stores and stuff. But tell you the truth, I don't know if we still have that. Oh, okay. Yeah, they ticket brokers. Philadelphia was huge on having ticket brokers. So nobody ever seemed to buy for the event. They were always buying to the brokers. You pay a little fee. Yeah, that's, I, what, see, that's the thing. StubHub, they, they, they charge you more for the ticket because the people selling it for more. But then StubHub charges you a fee. If it was just a fee, then fine, I would have bought them. But I'm like, I'm not paying. I don't a ticket that might cost $150 in the arena may end up costing me 250 on StubHub. Oh wow! And and are they like the premier outside of the event place to go? Or uh, pretty I'm, much I'm sure a lot of people I'm, use StubHub. I'm sure people on eBay and uh, what the hell is that? Amazon probably are outrageous. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, when I I don't know if StubHub was around when I went to WrestleMania because I actually had to sell one of my tickets, and I sold it on eBay. But, I mean, some of these prices, I'm like, even for the nosebleed sections, which cost $40 in in, uh, the Barclays, they want like $100. I'm like, you bugging. Oh, man. So I think that's that's the WWE's Monday Night Raw 25th anniversary. Hold on, that's that's going to be from New York City. Yeah, they they actually they have two locations for that night. They're going to be broadcasting out of Barclays and Manhattan Center. Oh, get out of here! And then I heard uh, I'm part of this forum on Facebook, and they was like they tried to get Manhattan Center tickets, and they sold out instantly. And the meet and greets for the that they were selling immediately, the resale value was eight hundred dollars. Listen, Manhattan Center is the size of like three kitchen tables. <laughs> so you know that place you, They can sell that out By just circling a block I mean yeah. damn it's Manhattan Center is Matter of fact I went to a Christmas party at Manhattan Center Just to let you know how big the place Really is not If you could have an office Christmas party in there <laughs> You know I mean we were a nice size company But we wasn't that big To have a, a Office Christmas party Christmas party yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, I did so look that's... up this weekend. I was able to get Chris Rock tickets from Ticketmaster, which is a, which which um that's the event I'm really waiting for. So if I can't get okay. the WWE tickets, whatever. Now before we go, this I have to ask you this question. This is gonna be my last thought. Uh, Netflix has been promoting the shit out of a David Chappelle show, but when I go to Netflix. I see the same two stand-up comedy acts that I've already seen a couple of months ago. Can that be right? Maybe they um maybe they didn't do maybe the show's not out yet. Oh, okay, because they promote it like I watch TV. Oh, Dave Chappelle, we give him Netflix free month. And then I go to Netflix and I was like, you know what? I already seen this the stand-up, the one in Texas and the one in California. Oh, yeah, I don't Matter know about no Netflix show. Oh, yeah, well, they, they said they paid him to do some exclusive stand-up. And I'm like, well, I guess it's the ones we already seen. Yeah, I think it's probably the ones that we saw already. Yeah, and they just run in a commercial. But they've been doing well, that. They actually, that, they, they're doing a, they're sponsoring the Chris Rock because once he filmed his, it'll be on Netflix. Hmm. So Netflix is actually like the new way that people have access to comedy now. They're doing a lot of deals with different comedians. They just uh, put out a Jerry Seinfeld one. 
Well, I guess I will be catching Mr. Chris Rock on Netflix when they release that because uh, I don't even I don't even know where he's performing. He's performing in New York City. Uh, yeah, actually, he's on a world tour, but uh, he'll be at the Garden three days and then the Barclays. Okay, okay. And you going to the, the taping one or? Uh, it's I don't always... think he's taping Brooklyn. I don't think he's taping in Brooklyn, which I would actually kind of prefer because sometimes when they do the taping. Uh, I've been to Tracy Morgan taping, and sometimes they need to like redo shots, and that's that's not fun sometimes. Oh, okay. An hour well, show could turn into a three-hour show. But you would figure that Chris would want to do it from his home city. His city is New York, but his city, city, like we all know, all Brooklynites consider Brooklyn, 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 not yeah, New a, York. That's why I was confused at why they did three Madison Square Garden and one Brooklyn, but then when I looked. Inside Madison Square Garden, he's only in the theater and not the arena. Yeah, that's that's intimate. Yeah. Okay. Well, well Ned, man, wrap us up, my brother. As always, folks, it was another good show. You can check us out on our YouTube page. Please subscribe, comment, like, share. You can join in on the show. Our YouTube page, at NetBoyDoc. Also, follow us on all forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at NetboyDoc. Or you can email us at NetboyDoc at gmail.com if you would like to be a part of the show or if you have a topic you, you would like us to discuss. Okay, fantastic, people. Uh, be safe. Be good. This is Doc on behalf of NetboyDoc and our world. And as always, peace. Net, be easy, my brother. All right, have a good one, man. Okay.